You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365, and we are you know in Ohio, OH10, and you know unfortunately or fortunately for me, you know I was raised uh, like kind of like two principles of geography. My my dad trained us that you know to believe Philadelphia was really in New Jersey, uh, not a part of our beautiful state of Pennsylvania, uh, and that nothing good ever came from Ohio. But uh, as maybe hopefully you've learned, I've kind of learned that there's lots of great things in Ohio, and this is an event that I get to speak at for the last uh, well last ten events I've been uh, here at every single one with my good friend Jessica, and uh, we're in for a treat today, and we have uh, we're gonna have some fun as that you know two of my friends, two of the listeners, two of our amazing community members actually were here on stage speaking as well and so we get to bring in uh, Katie and Jordash are going to join us and we're going to talk a little bit about NFTs their journey hopefully they're not going to blame me too much for uh, their their current state of their current wallet or current state of their current addiction to uh, NFTs but in you know in the sense of you know the beauty for those that are listening to and even just listening you know having people ask questions right I think part of it for me is that you know what's the role of in real life events like part of it is this this connection right and uh, the cool part is in the in the way the story goes is you know I, I got my merch for the original for the team and I brought that to social media marketing world in San Diego and only two people left there with a hat and it just happens to be these two and and I can tell you there's there was that was not like a strategic like hey we're gonna hang out in Ohio in a couple months uh, but it's turned into a lot of fun so Katie you and I've been to uh, you know three events I think now in uh, the last many months got to hang out we spent a lot of time on clubhouse together but uh, I'm gonna give you just introduce yourself to the audience the community talk about a little bit what what you do and then love just like your entry point into nfts awesome yeah and it's i feel bad because i didn't bring my hat i should have um but yeah so i we've got to know each other on clubhouse but fanzo i've seen you speak for years and so i think the first time i saw you speak back was probably back in 2018 uh in denver so i've been aware of you for a while got to know you on clubhouse i do social media for my day job so i am a social media strategist and i help small businesses with their social media strategy and i also have a couple podcasts so i spend a lot of time on the microphone but it's because of you um, it's because of you that I'm involved in NFTs. It's all your fault, Fanzo. Um, well, you and Mark Zuckerberg. So like I said, I do social media. I've been doing it for 18 years. I started back in the days of MySpace. And uh, when Tom was everybody's first social media friend, things have absolutely changed. You know, I was helping bands with their MySpace pages. And then this Facebook thing decided to not be just uh, for colleges anymore. It was for anyone. And things have evolved over the past almost two decades. When good old Zuck said, hey, I'm changing the name of Facebook to Meta, I was like, crap, now I have to learn about this whole Web3 nonsense. 
who knows Web3 nonsense? Brian Fianzo does. So I started listening to NFT365. And I remember I sent you a message because um, I was in the Discord. I own some ADHD coin and I you know, own a 365 uh, pass and everything. So I, I've been on the bandwagon, not really understanding what any of this is. But I remember sitting in my car and I was driving to Steamboat. So I had about a three and a half hour drive. And I was like, well, what better time to try and learn about NFTs than now? So I listened to all of your first few episodes of NFT 365. And I remember sending you a message and I was like, I listened to six episodes today on my way uh, to Steamboat. And you didn't say like, that's all so awesome. Thank you. You just said, that's a lot of me. Um, <laughs> and, but you made it so that I, I started to understand it. And I was like, okay, so it's not just a fancy JPEG. Um, there's community, there's utility. And so I just decided to continue learning about it. And here I am obsessed and, you know, launching my own project in a few months. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I will take the blame. I do remember that message back because I was like, oh, my goodness, six straight episodes of me. I was like, that's a lot of me. And for anyone out there that's listening, you know, on a daily basis or even a fairly regular basis, I just say thank you. And I'm sorry. Like, I know that's a lot of, you know, a lot of my same nuances, the same entry points. You know, I, I love all the messages that, that I don't realize that I'm doing certain things over and over again and others kind of call that out. And I love also the, just the idea of, you know, connecting the dots, right, as far as, you know, social media and a lot of those, you know, what are the things that kind of give us the aha or give us the entry point? And, you know, Jordash, I'm curious, you know, we you were in the audience there for me speaking at Social Media Marketing World and, you know, hyperactive also in our, our Discord. We also have a lot of shared communities. Talk to us a little about, you know, in both of you, for just a caveat for those that are listening, you know, both of them did an amazing job on stage setting, you know, I this is an event that I love and kind of cherish and, and it's, I love how, Jessica does a great job bringing, you know, powerful voices on uh, to the stage, but you both are not first time on stage. Let's just put, let's just put this out there. These are where, you know, that were pros that know what they're doing as far as, you know, the uh, delivering great content, great value. And, and Jordash, your, a lot of your message was about, you know, the, the trust, building friendships and relationships. And I don't try to mess with speakers when they're on stage, but I yelled out in the middle of your talk and said, he does, it's true, because literally what you were preaching is what you activated in our community and how we got connected. So uh, talk to us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing and then uh, your entry point into this world. <laughs> yes. Uh, so like Fianzo said, Jordash Johnson, I am a digital business strategist. And really what I do is I focus on helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, how to learn how to build the right relationships and power friendships so they can continue to grow and scale their business. Because um, I've realized throughout my career of helping, I had an agency for eight years where I help people scale their launches and build evergreen funnels and all that good stuff. And um, a lot of these businesses are built on house of cards and there's not built on principles that can sustain trends and platform changes and things like that. So once I understood that, you know, this is how we build our, built our business and I've helped many businesses do that. It's like, I need, that's my gospel. I need to go start preaching now. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like social media market world was what five months ago, four months ago. And I feel like it's been four years. Um, yeah, so I've been I've been in the crypto space since 2017. I think I looked back not that long ago. My first ETH purchase, I bought five at eighteen dollars and eighty six cents was my first one. So I spent ninety six dollars and got five ETH was my first purchase. And I just I'm a big I was a big believer um, at that time of ETH from a utility standpoint, and I saw the concept of the smart contracts and how that can change business models left and right. And I was like. I want to invest in the infrastructure, not like Bitcoin was the other one. It's like, I still don't, 
I, I have a, I have a Bitcoin miner that mines Bitcoin or Bitcoin, but I don't buy Bitcoin. It's just something that's nice to have for me. So I, I look more from the utility standpoint. So anyways, I've been buying ETH for a minute and then I heard fans was talk <laughs> social media marketing world. I heard, you know, there's Joel Com, there's a couple other speakers there. And I was like, all right, like, this is more than a picture, right? Like, and I'll be honest, like I, I heard the NFTs like all during 2021. I was just like, out of sight, out of mind. I'm not paying attention to this. Like, this does not make any sense to me. Like, I got a business to run. I got things to do. Like, let's. This is cool. Y'all go play with your Pokemon cards. Your your um, what, what what do they call them? The little beanie babies. That's what I was like. This is like beanie baby craze kind of thing. And then one thing you said during your talk was like, hey, if you want to understand this space, if you want to understand how this stuff works, or if you think this is something that's valuable, because you guys made me drink the Kool-Aid. I was like, okay, I see how this is applicable to a business standpoint. That was what I was missing. You got to be a collector. So I was like, oh, so I got to go buy some things. I got to go, I got to go do some things. Right. And so that's in the last four months, I feel like I've been on a buying spree, um, going deep down the rabbit hole. Right. But you know, I will tell you, I've, uh, one of the things I will say is, you know, Something I do every morning, I go on walks every morning with my son, right? That's just helps me start my day. I do that. And what do I do doing that? I'm pushing a stroller and I'm listening to podcasts. And so I've been consuming. I love your daily podcast. I got new content every day, right? Unless you don't get it out by the time I'm getting it, then I got to figure out something else. But no, but there's like, I, I, there's probably four or five crypto based con or podcasts that I listen to or Web3. And I've just been ingrained in myself in, in that world and what they're doing, what it's about. And understand, I, I didn't, I'll be like, this is as dumb as I was. Everybody's talking about utility. I'm like, what the, what the beep is utility? Right. What do you mean utility? Oh, benefits. Why don't y'all just say benefits then? Right. And so it's like I didn't understand the lingo with it. Discord. Never been in Discord until four months ago, and I got in Discord, and I was like, oh. And I like learning little things like friends, F R E N D S, or when W E N. This is a whole new language that people are talking about. And so it's just like immersing yourself in that has been immerse or in in so much valuable for me to be in this space to understand. Now I have a very good understanding of what it's about. Now. I will blame you that I've, I've bought a lot of NFTs and I will blame you. A lot of them, I'm like, oh, this is something he's talking about on the show. Let me go do some research on this. I'm like, oh, oh, that's pretty cool. Now I'm on, now I'm on the Solana side of things. Now I'm buying Solana and NFTs. And I'm like, oh, there's a whole nother, there's a whole nother world over here. So um, it's been a fun ride, you know, and it's, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about some of this stuff, but it's, um, it's been cool to start seeing the value in this. And, I, and I, I come from a finance background. So I started my career in corporate finance and investments. So I'm looking at it from both a marketing standpoint as well as my investment brain and my, and my finance brain. I'm like, there's utility here, but there's also a financial aspect here. And it's a way for me to diversify my family's portfolio from not just real estate or not just you know mutual funds or not just crypto. It's, it's another asset that I can add to the, to the portfolio, which has been a fun, exciting um, route as well. And plus, I can meet cool people like you. Like, I mean, I love, I love all of that. I, and I think the beauty of both for both, you know, come at it, come from a different point, different experience and even different version of like what you're going to get out of it at the, the short term. Right. And I, you know, and I will say like part of it for me, like you have to be a, a collector before a creator. Part of it was like, I was, I was in that same boat. Like as much as I was like listening and learning, I'm like, I still don't get it. And it wasn't until I started collecting. And I was like, oh, oh, wait a second. There's this part, there's this piece. And I, and I, you know, bringing down like the terminology, let's face it. It's kind of ridiculous. Like, like the word like roadmap was like all of a sudden like this like foreign concept. I'm like, 
wait, you mean they're just going to give us their business plan? Like, isn't that what we have with everything in life? Like, how is this like a shocking like development? Like, oh my goodness, there's this, you know, and even like, you know, even the word utility, I feel like it was made up from the standpoint of like, how do we make it to where it's something that sounds like we born on the blockchain, but like really it not only is it benefits, but it's, it's the idea of like, it's like residual, you know, like it's rewards and benefits. And so I'm curious, you know, Jordash, I'm going to go back to you. You, you come at it from an investment side. You had like the crypto side. How have you felt like when you were research, when you were, you were doing your own damn research, which I appreciate you went there, you know, in, in a way you can evaluate community and utility right. as in how much that will hold the value from the investment, even more so than maybe that being the reason for you holding it. How are you looking at those two kind of judging between the two? That's, that's such a great question. I'm going to be honest with you. I've made, I look back now where I'm at now and I'm like, Ooh, Jordan, you probably shouldn't have bought some of these ones early on. Right. But I had to go through that experience. Right. I had to go be in that community. I had to go see and I look back and I'm always evaluating. So I'll tell you a couple of things that I always look for. I treat it. I'll put it like this. I, and we talked about this a little bit ago. Like I'm going to go on a rant one of these days. I'm like, yo, y'all stopped calling this stuff NFT projects. These are NFT businesses. Treat it like a business. Treat it like a business. You are raising money. It's just like a VC. You're raising money in seed capital right now to go deliver a product, which is your roadmap, which is utility or whatever it may be. Now we're just going to attach this cute little picture associated with it on the blockchain now. It's a business, y'all. And like, stop. And, and it's crowdfunding in a sense, correct. And so I made some mistakes early on where I invested in projects based off of historical value in a sense, right? What do people say some of the good solid products were? And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to get solid. It's like I'm investing in Coca-Cola. I'm, it's a solid company. It's not going anywhere. Right. And I didn't do as much um, enough due diligence on, yo, who are these founders? What is their background? What, like, what are they doing from a business standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, from a sales standpoint, from a PR standpoint, from a community building standpoint, leveraging skills? How are they building their team? I, I wasn't doing that. And I look back now and I'm like, oh, Man, I could have probably used that ETH somewhere else, but you know, it's a lesson learned. I call it stupid tax. Sometimes you got to pay the stupid tax. Now I look at it where it's just like if I was going to be an angel investor in a business, you know what? Like cool tech, aka cool art. Hey, good market opportunity, aka good potential on the roadmap. But who are the people going to be executing that? Who's the team? I'm going to invest in the people. Because I know I'm, I know my money is going to be a lot safer with people who can actually deliver or who have experience delivering or building six, seven, multi-seven figure businesses that understand the acumen, that understand what it takes to scale a business operations from the behind the scenes and delivering on that. That's what I'm looking at. And so I look at more of I try to I try to get away from the shiny object or even the promise of utility. It's, it's a promise. It's, it doesn't mean it's going to be delivered or it's going to be, it's going to be time on the, you know, too long. So it's, or too far in advance. What are you doing right now? What have you done? And how much trust do I believe that you are going to be able to execute? Those are like my main first factor. And then it's like, all right, now what's the long-term potential value? What's the community like? What are some of their strategies they're doing, building the community, leveraging the community, things along those lines. And that's what I'm kind of at right now. And it's an, it's an evolving thing. It's like an evolving um, decision tree, if you want to think of it that way. Yeah, I mean, the evolving part is part of like, I mean, it's part of the exciting part, but it's kind of like, man, I just wish that like once I learned like this one thing and like I'm going to look for that, I wish I could just keep looking for that for a little bit of time. Like by the time you get that. Um, and I also think you know, it's such an important aspect of 
you know, we have to know who we listen to and trust, but also know like a lot of the information we were getting, especially the start of this year, was based on like who the last six months of last year, who were the ones that were rising and like that were worth people holding. But we didn't realize just because they were great for the last six months of last year, that had that literally have zero impact on their commitment to this year, right? And I think that was like a that was like an aha for me. And we were you know even talking about some of the mutual projects. And Katie, you know, one of the things like, I remember when you know uh, Diamond Dogs, right, uh, was a project, and like I know for me, like you know, there's it's like that element of like if I hold one NFT into a project and like the community is there and there's people like it is to me like I've, I've started on the podcast right? like all of a sudden like $400 or $800 it's already been like sure I mean I'll, I'll buy a ticket for a conference and I won't get half of that that I get like in a week then, then there's also like okay well how much time am I going to continue to commit right and and Katie you talked about hey I'm going to launch my own project talked a little bit about like your view of like you know getting into some of these projects like, I was excited you know I, I when I saw that you were getting a couple of them like hey these are great diverse projects uh meta athletes one of them uh as well talk about your view from that standpoint and like where you're looking at kind of like from both sides and also leaning into deciding to launch your own yeah well i think that it was it was definitely like i have a different strategy that than jordash does you know and for me it is all about the utility the community that comes with these projects and i 100 percent agree like with projects now before i buy into them I spend a lot more time thinking about it and really researching who the founders are, what the roadmap or business plan is, and are they really going to be there in six months? Honestly, with the way that ETH has gone these past you know, few weeks and months, um, we've really been able to see what, what communities and what projects are in it for the long haul. I mean, there's a lot of them that have kind of gone away. They've, you know, said, oh, we're actually not going to be, you know, launching anymore or anything. And so I'm like, well, so you were just in it for for, for more money or, or you know, it, it things things are kind of rough right now. And you guys are, you aren't there for your community. You're not there to try and add more utility or, you know, continue, you know, making the community a better place. And so it's really been kind of eye-opening for me to look at projects that have faded away during this kind of bear market. So, I mean, like, and, and honestly, I think that with, you know, launching our own project, it made us every single thing that, you know, as we've been learning and, and investing in different projects, me and the other founder events, we're like, okay, so when we do ours, we really want to make sure that everyone can see exactly who the founders are. What is the full roadmap? Uh, you know, we don't understand contracts. Who can, so we need to bring another founder in. Who, that's all that they do. Like, so like we really wanted to try and make sure that every, you know, I was dotted and T was crossed because we know what we are looking for in different projects now. And with, you know, education, I mean, there's a, so many projects out there that are only speaking to people that really are like, yep, this is it. And they use all the lingo and everything. And there's a lot of people that still don't understand NFTs as we found out at, you know, these past few conferences. I mean, Jordash, like you said, it was four months ago at Social Media Marketing World. And you're like, it kind of feels like four years ago. But when you get it, it moves you along at lightning speed and you just get excited about it. But there's so many people who are like, it's just fancy clip art. So how can we bring more people into this space? How can we make it more inclusive? Because I think that that is one of the biggest struggles still is people not understanding it's a business plan. They don't even understand that it's more than, uh, you know, art. You know, it's the blockchain and it's, it really is investing into a business plan. The interesting thing in that from like a, when I like a reverse engineer just from this piece, right? Like the, the talk that both of you saw there at Social Media Marketing World was directly aimed to business marketers, right? And I didn't, it was not a collector talk. It was not a talk. And, 
and I look at that as like a, a, a beautiful piece where I get to play, right? Because I understand there, there's a whole other side of this game, and there are some people that are really dialed in there, right? But I've always, like live video, like my track record has always been like, I'm going to kick every tire, understand everything, but I'm going to tell you how it works for your business. And and if I can't find the business, you tell, you're you not going to have me go on there, putting it out there. Uh, Katie, I'm curious from your audience, right? You, you've been in the social media game, right? So you have a lot of people that have, you know, learned to trust you, probably still some that are like, were, you know, <laughs> waiting for social media to like disappear. Like, is it a passing fad? And, you know, it, it's taking, you know, 18 years for them to realize that it's on. But there's also that element, like you mentioned, like, you know, a lot of projects are like, I don't understand why we haven't mass adoption. And you're like, have you looked at your website? There's, you don't speak in a language that would open mass adoption. But we also know if a project is only focusing on the Web 2, let's say, audience and not playing into Web 3, it's really hard for a project to get, get legs and kind of in this space. How are you looking at that as kind of someone that's coming in this space, having the, the history that you have with social media? I mean, there was years of convincing people. How are you looking at like onboarding and even maybe like the slow burn element of, of bringing them in while also kind of tapping into Web 3? Yeah, well, I think that you know, we are still in Web 2. And while we are moving into Web3, it, it's coming. It is coming. And, you know, nobody wants to end up being Blockbuster. I mean, so um, everybody wants to try and, you know, be, be Netflix. But we are still in Web2. And it, I'm still trying to just get, convince people to go live on Instagram. I'm still just trying to get them to add to their Instagram story once a day. You know, so, I mean, it, it is still a struggle in Web2. But how can we incorporate Web3 for those that are willing to be open-minded? Like, so if you are a business coach or a consultant, how can you maybe, you talk about all the time, for memberships, you know, incorporate an NFT. I'm speaking at an event in a few weeks where all the speakers get their own NFT. And if the one of the attendees wants to purchase the speaker NFT, they get a one-hour session, uh, strategy session with them. So I'm going to have my own NFT that I could then go and resell, you know, to different, you know, uh, you know c- consulting clients. So, I mean, there's a lot of thought processes going in there on how we can utilize these tools. Somebody that decides to buy my, you know, speaker NFT, it might be the very first NFT that they ever buy. So I'm going to have to explain how an NFT works to them. But keep in mind that we are still at the infancy stage of all this, and we're going to have to navigate and inform a lot of people on how you can just open up the possibilities, exactly like what this podcast is, Brian. I mean, just the different possibilities that you can use. But it's, I I definitely feel it's going from, social media and taking people that are understanding social media in a way to these are the possibilities of ways that you can, you know, instead of going into a, you know, circle group or into a Facebook group, how can you, you know, sell your NFT to some of your biggest fans and into a discord? Yeah, I love that. And I love you kind of connected to some of those dots too on like, not only are we all in web too, but like, let's be, let's be very clear. Like as much as it, like a lot of this is exciting, like if you uncheck web two business and you attempt to only do web three business, you will be out of business. Like that is a very clear path to, this is not an all or nothing game. It's not a zero sum game. It's why like, I mean, every one of the people that have come up to me here at this event, I'm like, give it a free NFT to every one of your existing customers and let's get them to understand how to hold one. And like, you're going to add a utility because let's please let's not give more participation trophies. Like, I, like let's like, at least give you like something there. But I think it is a, it's a journey. And it, and the question becomes for a lot of, I think a lot of business, you know, do I wait until the education is at a part and like, let's face it where the technology doesn't have as many barriers or do I start to integrate it now? Right. And I think that's, that is that piece of it. And I'm curious, you know, Jordash from, you know, the standpoint of looking at an investment, you you run an agency you shared a little bit about like the mapping of like relationships and community you know i think as beautiful as the word community
community is and the, and the opportunity, there is also this idea of, you know, implied value. And like when we're putting that value there and we're connecting it, but you know, one of the questions I get a lot, and, I, and I'm curious just how you would take this is like, they'll just say, Hey Brian, crypto's down right now. So do I go invest in some NFTs or do I invest in crypto? And I, I've, I look at it like from like, you know, like I mean, asking for investment advice is always like, hold on a second, like pump the brake. Like, are you in stock? Do you like, you know, like, how'd you get that? But I'm curious from a standpoint of, do you feel like we have more controls, not even the right word, more, you know, variables or maybe more opportunity with NFTs that turn into investments that we've seen some people, you know, you know, if those people would have taken, you know, if the guys, people that were bought board apes that I made fun of in the clubhouse, Damn it. Um, you know, if they would have taken that $400 in ETH and just kept it in ETH, they'd, they'd have like $600 right now, right? Like, right? Instead, instead they've, they've bought, you know, they have 15 board apes and they've sold a couple of them for, you know, $600,000 in profit. So, like, there is that side. But there's also 1% exceptions to a lot of these rules. Um, and I think there's also a lot of, um, let's just say, easy to talk about the things we love in our bag. Uh, not pretty easy to say, I talk about like, I bought 150 bad projects before I found one. And then I didn't even go all in on the one. So I only hold one of the one and I missed the mark. How do you look at that from like, a, you know, not only from the investment, like the conversation and like crypto stock NFTs, love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Great question. Great question. Um, let's just put it out there. This is not financial advice. Do not listen to me. This is Jordash Johnson's opinion, all that good stuff. Right. Um, so I, how I look at, so I, I look at it from my, I'm just going to speak on my experience, right? I look at it from team Johnson's portfolio, my family's portfolio. We have our safe investments, our mutual funds, our, our index funds, our 401ks, all that good stuff. That's our safe. Then we have, I call it my playground, which is my stocks that I, you know, my Robin hood that I just go buy these companies I like and, you know, do this other stuff. Or I just go play. Then we got this tier or pillar over here we call the lotto tickets which is crypto nfts etc so i'm diversified across that i'm I, I will tell you one thing you want to listen to me do not put all your eggs in any of those baskets any of them like do not do that now when it comes to crypto and nfts i'm a big believer in eth like just from an, from an, an infrastructure standpoint like i look at when business when business industries are developed or industries or models are developed the people who own the, the, the uh, infrastructure are the ones that are going to be profiting a lot. And it's going to be very valuable to be in that middleman role. And I think that's ETH's potential is there. So I will say this. When I'm looking at it from crypto or NFTs, I've, I, up until four and a half months ago, I was just holding crypto. And I, never, I have never sold ETH. Since I've been buying in 2017, I've never like because I believe in the long term value. And I just buy, buy dollar cost averaging, just dollar cost averaging. I bought when it was high, and I bought when it's low, and we're just gonna ride it out, right? So I finally was like, okay, like I have all these assets in one class. Let's go put it in another asset class, and let's go transfer this. Now, like what you were saying, now I, I want to make sure I'm like, I'm clear on this. Like I also look at utility. Like there has to be value in it. What this is not just. How am I going to invest and make some money and flip them? I'm not flipping anything right now. Like I don't got time to, it's just like, I don't got time to go do stocks or, or futures and options and flip stuff in the stock market. I don't have time to do that right now, but I am investing in projects. I see the long-term value, but all at the same time I'm getting short-term profits. It's like getting a dividend in a stock, right? So when I'm looking at projects right now, I'm saying there's value I'm getting right now. And this is what I, like you said it earlier and you said, you said it multiple times where it's like, if that project goes away tomorrow, I've gotten my value. I've gotten my value out of this, right? And so, and all the other thing I'm looking at, I'm like, what else is that going to give me? I look at, I love investing in projects where I know 
just for being a holder, I'm going to get future projects or future NFTs. That's a dividend for me. Or I'm going to get tokens. That's a dividend for me. That is, I'm getting additional assets for that one asset I own. So I'm, I'm looking to diversify crypto and I'm putting that, I'm not going to say money, but I'm putting that value into another piece of value that's going to go generate more assets for me. And so that's where I, I'm a big believer in NFTs because I think that's where there is bigger upside for diversifying that over there. And so I look at it when, when crypto's down, I'm shopping at Costco right now. I'm like, yo, this stuff's on sale right now because I'm getting the a, 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 a double benefit. Meaning even if, I, if I'm turning fiat or USD to ETH right now, I'm getting it at a low price. Then I'm going to buy uh, NFT at an equivalent in ETH. That's really a lot of the, the floors have been tanking right now just because the whole energy has been going down. So I'm getting that on discount. So now I got two things on discount. So when that thing starts to take back up, I'm going to have double the upside that I would never get or the double the leverage I would never get without that. So I'm just putting those assets. I'm pulling those at those ETH assets that I've been holding on. I'm just putting them in other investment vehicles to be able to go add more value and all on the way. I meet amazing people, get an awesome utility, get an amazing community, getting more assets along the way. And I'm learning about this space that I know is going to be very relevant from both a business standpoint as well as what I, I, I see what I'm doing or I'm, I see where it's going. I'm probably going to be in the space playing in it in some form or fashion um, here in the near future. So um, it's a win, 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 win all around for me is the way I look at that. You know, I, I think this is important just from a you know from our listener perspective too, right? I think there's you know entry points, how we play in the game, like how how much we commit to this space, like not only the diversification important, right? But it's also like knowing your own like risk reward portfolio, knowing also like do you have the time commit? Like I and I'm curious just from for both of you too is like right like there's a difference between like hey I'm gonna jump in here I'm gonna try to buy in the best one, but like you said like it's really understated how much time it takes to sell or to flip NFTs. Like I wish people knew, like I, like I wish even like I had been a better job of looking at how much I spend on OpenSea, going through a trade class to understand what's the floor of that trade for me to be able to get to sell it right now. How long should I have it listed for? And then I also have to be aware, like if I list it for three days and I have to be really conscious of like, if that project all of a sudden launches something and it takes off, I better run to that computer and hit cancel and that's like, for me, like, I mean, there's a lot going on, right? And like, so I, I think that's like a variable that is like, sometimes where it's like, well, you know, you got in for this price and the floor jumped, like you should, like, I can't believe you're not selling or, you, you know, you're flipping it. I'm like, that's a whole nother activity, a whole nother a playground, right? And and, I, and I'm, I'm glad we like shared that point. And I also think, you know, if we're coming in this as business professionals and we're looking at business value, like there, there are so many places where like, you know, you can joke and say like, Hey, like we're bartering with other people or we're trading goods and services or, you know, like, you know, we're going to give you exposure. Well, sometimes if you are great at what you do, exposure on a stage that you're not, that not paying you to get on there will give you way more business than the money that I make as a keynote speaker. Right. And I think there's, there's like, that's like a misunderstanding of like, Oh, Brian, you're a keynote speaker. gets paid a fee to speak. You must make way more than the people that go on the stage. And I'm like, hold on a second. Like that person is, that runs an agency that has an onboarding that can take a funnel where they could, that one stage can turn them into 20 leads that are going to make them multiple millions. Do you know how many speakers, because I got to get for multiple millions, right? So I think that's an important variable to kind of throw in there because th that is kind of where NFTs can play. And we, it can be in all of these. 
And then there's also just the idea of like, do you grow all your eggs in one basket? Do you, you know, hey, I have more ETH or I have I have this potential. Do I buy another one? So Katie, I'm curious from you know, like some of the projects you've looked at where, where where your mind is also with your upcoming project. How are you assessing? You know, Jordash kind of shared where like to him it's like buying a Costco a little bit right now when things are down. I think that's like a beautiful entry point, especially for some projects that I just never thought would get to a point where I'm like Dude, I can, I can jump like world of women where world of women is right now. Like from a, I mean, I remember listening to a, to a talk from the founder from uh, world. Of, and I was just like, everything that she says and like believes in is like perfectly aligned. And I'm like, yeah, look where that floor is going, where it's taking off. And, and, and like, it's very interesting on that side, but I'm curious, Kate, from the, where your, where your approach is at the moment and like your access and you're launching your own project. I think there's like a interesting balance of like, we have to, you have to take almost different steps now that you're kind of setting yourself up for your upcoming project and because of the space. Talk about like where your thoughts are maybe over the next couple of months on where you're going to continue to assess and leading up to your project. Yeah, so I've been investing in projects that I've already that I've already like. I'm already hold you know maybe five of and I'm like hey you know what now's a good time for me to buy some more. So you mentioned Diamond Dogs earlier, Meta Athletes. I now own a lot more of them than I did four weeks ago uh, because I know that the community's there. I know that I believe in the pro- program. I believe in the project. I'm like, well, it makes sense for me to to own more. So I think that I've been investing in, in projects that I already own. And then, uh, you know, I, I listen to the podcast. Um, and so uh, there's there's a couple projects that I've been keeping an eye on. What, you know, Lazy Lions is one. And I just got um, a, you know, a bath, a, a bull's nape. Um, you know, I want, want more. But I mean, it's definitely one of those things where at night when I'm, you know, like winding down for, for the night, I'm not scrolling on Instagram anymore. I'm scrolling through OpenSea. I'm, you know, checking out roadmaps. I'm spending time in the NFT space doing my research there and just kind of seeing, okay, so what, how, what is their minting page like? You know, what does it look like, you know, for like, how do they even have their website laid out? Is it easy to understand like what it, what the project is? How is it easy is it to mint to this project? You know, so I'm going into different projects I see on OpenSea, um, just doing a lot of research on, you know, how their minting process was just to make sure that our stuff is looking like the most user friendly when we decide to, to have our mint and, and launch. And it's just a lot of research. I, like I said, I, I don't not have nearly as many um, <laughs> NFTs as, as you two here, but I've just been kind of reinvesting with projects that I already believe in because I know that they're in it for the long haul. You know, and I think this is like a, I mean, this is I mean, why I reached out to both of you and, and you know, in full transparency, I, I've all told them to, uh, they're going to be on the podcast. I, I shared it in the, in our discord, we were having our, our town hall and I was like, you know what, these two are here. I, I not only respect both of you and your views, but I also think that there's something really cool about like, I know that, hey, I might have been that like entry point from the standpoint of like, hey, okay, now I can see a light. But the beautiful thing is like we have an opportunity to decide how we play, how much we play, where we play, and then even like where that's going, right? And I think for a lot of people, they're looking for like the only one path. And if you keep looking for like that only one, I think you're never going to find like just the only one path. And so like having the two of you on here was like, oh, this is a no brainer. Like this is like an easy ask for me because it can relate to everyone that's listening, right? And even if you haven't bought your first NFT yet, right? Like a lot of this is, you know, four and a half months and you both are talking all of the lingo or you're in you're fully in and I think that's also part of it for me is like what both of you share in our discord what with communities like I'm learning from you and and when someone looks at like the podcast right like the podcast to me like what's the utility for me is I get to build relationships and connections and people that are doing amazing things right sharing strategy like this space is so full of 
I want to see what someone else does. And then they're going to tell me why they did it. I'm like, oh, wait, you did it. I never thought of that before. Now it's going to impact my strategy on upcoming projects um, in that world as well. So, I mean, I love both of that, you know, in the in this space. You know, I think for like the final question, Jordash, I'm going to throw your way in the sense of, you know, You've been in the in the market to understand the bull run, you know, bulls and bears side of this uh, of this roller coaster. But you're also, you know, from a, a marketer business perspective, is where I want to put that hat on. You know, let's face it, a lot of these pro- a lot of these people and projects, they don't. Not only do they not think of it as a business, but they're not great marketers. Um, and I and I say that with you know as much love and respect as I could possibly give. Um, where would you look at it from? Like you know, you know, you talked a lot of great things on on stage here. If you know, there's a lot of people that are listening. They're like, hey, I want to launch a project very soon. I'm thinking about it. Where would you say like the from the business side, like your what you've done for a lot of brands? Where do you see what they could do in the short term to stand out as just being better at what we know has worked in Web two? I <laughs> love this question. No, um, let's think about this. So I will tell you um, the gospel that I preach in the Web2 space is you build the right relationships in the space. You can turn them into power partners or power friends or strategic partners. And that can that is a, a principle and a strategy you can do all over, over and over and over again. You can grow a multi six figure or seven figure business doing that. And I, when I'm looking at the Web3 space and the NFT space specifically, collaborations is huge. Like it, it, gets, it gets magnified. Collaboration over competition. Katie Sher, I'm reading right now. Exactly. Because that, there's, you're limited with how you can market in this space. I can't run ads. Facebook's not going to allow me to run anything with NFTs. Google's not going to allow me to run anything with NFTs. So I, I have to use word of mouth marketing, organic marketing, or... I can start leveraging other people's audiences, strategic partnerships. But most people don't know how to build those relationships first before they try to turn it into a partnership. Most people try to go straight for the kill and they're saying, hey, what can you do for me? Hey, you should promote my project. Hey, here's whitelist spots that you can go push to your audience and bring people over. I'm like, y'all are trying to like ask me on a date, get married and, and have kids all in one night, right? That's basically what's happening. So what I would tell people right now is start digging your well now by serving the people that you want to build a relationship with now. So at some point, maybe they will be able to help you out. That is, if I was starting a project right now, I would just be looking at the space saying, who do I need to go be a partnership with? And what can I do for my knowledge? We call it superpowers. What can I take my superpowers and go serve their audience right now? How can I become a trusted thought leader in front of their audience right now? So then when I get launched, they're going to be like, oh, I remember Jordash. He helped me with this or he brought this idea. Who shifted this belief for me? I trust him. Let me go see what he's doing. You can get your thousand true fans very, very quickly if you do this. And it's a repeatable model over and over and over again. So that if... If that was if I was gonna run a project, hundred percent I'd be focused on relationships to partnerships all day, every day. Now, one other thing I will add, and I think you're going down this path, which is beautiful, I see. The person who starts educating people and getting people their first NFT or their first wallet set up or their first whatever. Hi, hi, hey, Jordash here, right? There's already loyalty built in, right? Why do you think I'm holding ADHD coin? Because my man over here dropped some knowledge on me at Social Media Marketing World. I was like, yo, I like this cat, even though he's a Steelers fan. I like him. And now I'm going to go see what he's doing with this community. Hey, he got some coin. Let me go get a little coin. Next thing you know, I'm getting a little bit more coin. Because I'm like, okay, now I'm listening to your podcast. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this dude, he makes me, he, you shit to my beliefs in this space. Now I'm always going to remember Fanzo's the one who got me into my first NFT, 
right? So when you when you can become that educator, you're going to be building a whole bunch of loyal disciples, and the person that understands how to do that the most effectively is going to have the most loyal disciples out there. And I know this is what I know this is the path you're going. And it's going to be a great model for you because you're going to feel build a humongous amount of loyal fans, and they're going to do anything that you want them to do or whatever you launch your merch or whatever because. You help them get in the space. So those are the two plays, education and collaborations all day, every day, and twice on Sunday just to keep the Sabbath. Well, I, I love all of that. I appreciate the kind words. Definitely, the, you know, like that, that path. I also think there's an important aspect that, you know, both of you were at a Web2 experience to learn about this, right? Like, let's be very clear that this was an offline conference that this, this, these connections came. Because so for those that are out there that are like, oh, I don't have the big audience online. Like, truthfully, I believe... I didn't need to have an audience online. If I had that stage conveyed and got the aha and I was creating consistent content that allowed you to come on the journey with me, you're on the journey with me, right? Like in the weirdest of ways, there are people that will listen and they're like, Brian, must be nice. You have the 100,000 followers on Twitter and you've launched six other podcasts. I'm like, you realize the reason I, I launched the podcast and I'm doing it daily was not for like my, I mean, it's not good for my health. Let's be, let's be very clear. It was like, I looked at it and said, oh my, how, does, how do people in Web3 know who I am. Like, I'm very confident in my ability to deliver, but there's a lot of people that I need to get in front of them, and then I need to have something to prove that over this time. And I mean, that, that to me is like that vehicle, right? And it's the vehicle that we're going to continue to grow. And, and I think this is also one of those things where I also want to be able to have people that are helping me out as we scale, right? And, and like, I mean, when I put the six-month mark out there, like, I was like, if we get the six months, like, things are going to, like, play in our, our favor and they, they are right and I think that's the, the beautiful byproduct that Katie I'm curious from your you know standpoint now like you know not only the upcoming project but even how you're like socializing NFTs we didn't really talk a lot about that in here but one of the episodes I've been trying to help people listen to more um, is the one that where I'm like how to get your friends and family I, I, I think I labeled it how to convince your friends and family um, which is really never like the entire podcast talks about why you should never convince like it's a, uh, giving away that episode but how have you looked at that approach because there are a lot of us I mean we're at, even at this event and any of us that bring it up there's there's kind of the side of like really you're in this too like you've drink you you're playing with those funky pictures and you have a wallet and like you spend time on that open sea website which is just for those that know it now top 50 website in the world for traffic which is just ridiculous how are you looking at like the the socializer and even maybe onboarding some people because the other part of this is that is fun is that is more fun to do it with other people. Like, let's just be really truthful. Like, knowing that I can message either one of you on any projects and mints and like that, like, ability to continue to grow, it changes everything. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I have a goblin and like, as I got a goblin, I couldn't get any, like, no one else I knew had goblins. And then, uh, Allison, I give Allison full credit. Allison jumped in on two goblins and I'm like, oh, wait, maybe I'm gonna ride this goblin. And now there's like four more that got goblins. And I'm like, and I had flipped out of goblins. You know, we, we talked about my, my definitely not a perfectionist on this one. Um, and then like, I was mad that I wasn't in because the p- other people were in the in the things. So I like I jumped back in on that. So how are you looking at that? Like the conversation side, and even just kind of like owning the fact that sometimes you're not you're kind of the odd person out for the short term. Yeah. So I gifted my husband an NFT for Valentine's Day. That it, it's his only NFT. Um, and I remember, uh, you know, I was like, I got you an NFT, and he was like, 
I don't even know what that is. Thanks. Um, and so we, we spent time together actually, like I helped him set up a MetaMask and coin. He's like, well, no wonder nobody does this, Katie. It's so hard. He didn't even need to buy it. I mean, like all I had to do is just transfer it to him. But I mean, like there is still that, that barrier. And so with, with the project that we're doing, we do, uh, monthly five day challenges where people come and we start day one is, what is an NFT? You know, and th- their their homework that night is to download the app MetaMask. <laughs> you know, and then day two we go into it, and then day, you know day you know day five is all about security and Discord. And at the very end, we gift them their very first NFT. And it's exactly like what you were saying, Jordash, is just trying to bring more people into the space. We're not, you know, honestly, like like you said, Brian. There's a lot of other things that we could be doing for our health, um, and it is a lot of time. But the more people that understand this the easier it's going to be when this is the norm, when it is the norm of, hey, I bought a, uh, you know, I'm a Starbucks drinker and now I want to have the the Starbucks and a loyalty NFT for you know, my iced coffee that I like, you know, so now I get free iced coffee. I don't even know how it's going to work, so I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. But, you know, like people will have that opportunity. Then it's not going to be like, wait, I have to buy some stupid NFT for it. Well, I'm just not even going to do it. The more people we can bring into the space, the better. And, Sometimes it might just be gifting an NFT and, you know, just trying to educate those and sitting down with them and helping them set up their wallet and trying to, to just make the, ent- you know, barrier to, or barrier to entry a little bit less stressful. So I think that exactly with what you're doing here at the podcast, Brian, you know, just educating and, and bringing more people in and being patient. And, you know, if you find people that are in on projects, like, you know, I, I gifted my husband a, a diamond dog found out about diamond dogs from you and i mean like it's it's cool to be like oh yeah well i know robbie cryptos and like all these other people but i only know them by their twitter handle i only know them by their discord but i'm like oh they also own this well i i know he's an awesome dude so i want to get on on that project too so you find your own little communities and that's that's what it is it's all about finding community online and the pandemic definitely pushed that to the forefront of you don't just need to i mean it is great being in person with you guys but you don't just need to be in person with somebody to really have a great relationship well, I, you know, that's speaking my language. And, and I also say, you know, when we say, you know, collaboration over competition, you know, every time that anyone that listens to this and says, hey, I'm gonna go educate one person, we're winning, right? And like, that's where I look at this, right? Because, and for anyone that's listening, like, your opportunity to educate is uh, whatever you decide to do, right? The fact that you're gifting your husband one, right? Like, the fact he can even talk about it, maybe at at dinner or he's at work and he brings up something in that conversation. It's like, oh yeah, my wife gifted me this one. And all of a sudden it opens a conversation, another place that allows us, right? Like when we think of mass adoption, people are like, we need to be on Joe Rogan's podcast. I'm like, actually, that's not really the case. We just need a whole bunch of advocates. And like, it is kind of like building one at a time and onboarding one at a time. And, you know, I will say, I love that both you came on the show for those that are listening. We'll make sure, you know, their information uh, and links are in the, you know, in the, bio, in the show notes here of the podcast as well. And I will also say for anyone that's on this journey, like you're never, you're, we're all just getting started. Right. And I love that, you know, like both of you kind of started at the same time, which is not like planned in the sense of bringing it on, but it is super cool to be like, Hey, like if you I mean, there are people that learned at this event, Ohio, that we know that will go out with their first NFT in the last next 24 hours. And they're going to be having this conversation a couple of months from now of like, well, I went to this event in Ohio. And the other part of this is for many people, like traveling is not at your disposal right now. There are Twitter spaces that happen all day. I see both of you very active on Twitter spaces as well. Like you put in, you know, what if you want something to get out of this space, you got to put it in. Like, there is no doubt about that. Both of you have done that. Uh, excited. You know, thanks for both of your friendships. Thank you for being guests on the podcast. And 
and uh, coming on the journey. And uh, for those listening, you know, we'll definitely do some more of these type uh, of conversations, you know, traveling around. We're heading to New York next week for NFT NYC. So you'll get some content from there. Uh, and then, you know, also there's, I think there's gonna be a pulse coming out of NFT NYC on like, what, where does the, the dust settle on some people on some projects? And uh, I, you know, I've already heard there's multiple speakers that are uh, kind of backing out of their position to, to speak. And I'm like, yeah, that's like, that's probably a good sign. So uh, for those that are listening to this kind of in real time, you know, keep your eyes on that hashtag. You don't have to be in New York to, uh, to know what's going on. Like hashtag NFT NYC, uh, follow along with the podcast, jump into discord. I know we'll have five members of our team that are up there. I mean, I think in our discord of like NFT holders, I think there's 13 people that we know that'll be in New York. So there'll be lots to cover up there, but, uh, as always until tomorrow, my friends make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial advice.